The Hillbilly Wreckers podcast is brought to you by Lamplighter Inn Tavern and Grill in Palatine. With happy hour Monday through Thursday from 4 to 6 p.m., karaoke every Thursday plus a Thursday pizza special, you'll find Lamplighter has something for everyone. The Hillbilly Wreckers podcast is also sponsored by POW Entertainment's favorite attorney, the law office of Christopher Hoff. For your family law issues such as divorce, child custody and visitation, support and adoption, contact Chris at 815-355-8194 or through his website, hofflegal.com. A special thank you to Fonzie and the Dago Tees for use of their song, King of the Hill, as the Hillbilly Records theme song. everyone to the hillbilly records podcast and man i'm telling you a weekend of uh a lot of stuff going on in that right record yeah absolutely uh you were at csw i was at scw um so i had a great time last saturday night i got the opportunity to do commentary with uh travis as well Mm -hmm. um so it was you know we had a hell of a time right uh you know working with each other playing off each other um, I just hope I have the opportunity to do that again with them. So uh, tell me about uh, your weekend. Well, well, CSW, Franklin Park, uh, packed house. It was a little bit of a, uh-huh. I was a last minute call. Uh, fortunately, I was able to uh, get over there, film the show for him for IWTV. Oh, all right. So uh, it was great. It was good to see a few people I haven't seen for a while. Uh, Marche Rocket, uh, Jason Hades, Steve Boz, you know, the older right. guys, you know, uh, Mateo Valentine was there, was on the card, uh, Moondog Murray's on the card, you know, so a couple of the Powell, you know, records, but a uh, good time yeah. and uh, packed house. Well, and then we had also had at SCW a few uh, Powell faces down there as well. We had mm-hmm. Scott Spade um, down there, uh, Logan Steele, uh, our guest for tonight, Excellent Braille. Mm-hmm. So we had him, so we'll be introducing. Uh, him momentarily as well. Um, it was a great weekend for wrestling. Yeah. Like, you know, I haven't heard anything bad um, about your show that you went to or where I, where I attended. So it was it well, was a great, great it, weekend. It, I feel. Right. Wrestling is alive and well. And then <laughs> we know? got a busy weekend ourselves, too. So. Yeah. Next weekend. <laughs> That's going to definitely you know? be a very interesting yeah, weekend we got between got this WAW and Rockford. Rockford, yeah. So it's going to be... Another busy weekend yeah. of uh, wrestling. And we'll definitely talk about it on the podcast. Maybe we might even do a special <laughs> podcast. I don't know. <laughs> but, yes, uh, definitely uh, uh, independent wrestling is alive and well in the Chicagoland area. A lot of stuff going on. Speaking of guests, we do have someone on the show tonight, a rookie sensation. He's been making his way you know, through the ranks of POW Entertainment. A fan at one point in time, uh-huh. you know. This gentleman has come leaps and bounds actually since the first time I've seen him at training and so forth. So the one and only fan favorite, Axel Abreu. Yay! Hey. <laughs> How you doing, guys? Yeah. <laughs> oh, finally, uh, glad to have yes, you on the we show. we got you on here. Nobody's yeah. bumping you off or yeah. anything like that. Yeah. For yeah. sure. <laughs> That Chris Hedford guy, yeah. I, mean, know, that, uh, I don't. I don't know. Did, did you not? Did you not give him enough whoopings as a kid? 
I don't know, man. I mean, <laughs> I at the time growing up, yes, you know, between the traveling for my work and so forth, you know, I could always, you know, blame, I, I could always blame his mother. You know, <laughs> I don't know about you, Wrecker, but, but when Chris was, was commissioner, it still seemed like he had a stick up his butt at times. Uh, a little bit. You know, yeah. when he first became commissioner, he was all, you know, shy and yeah. started to, like, mm-hmm. develop and get into that role of commissioner. And his head slowly started to grow bigger and bigger a little bit. So his his suit and tie evolved over time. And yeah. So did his ego. Yeah. And like you know? no, drop the tie. You know, uh-huh. let, let a couple buttons loose. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sunglasses and some sunglasses. And- I mean, and he's styling and he's making them profiles. You know, hand on his chin and all that. Uh, <laughs> God. I think he's playing Halloween. He's but playing Halloween. He's playing Halloween. Okay. As long as he's not ripping anybody off. You know what? This this is new. All this is new, right? I don't know what what, what's what's gonna come with this whole uh, the the reckoning, right? I don't know what's gonna go on with that. I've I've been slowly watching. I kind of saw you know Logan Steele and and Dazzling Donnie, but it's still it's still new, right? Right. We we Mm -hmm. still have a a a couple things to see, and you know uh, Tyler Sullivan now has to defend you know the honor of the reckoning. Mm-hmm. Um, at Lakemore Fest. That's right. You know, and, <laughs> right. and if he doesn't, him and Chris Hedford are gone. Are gone out the door. Goodbye. Yeah. Well, and so and this reckoning had been over before it even started. It very well <laughs> could be. This is this this right here is Chris Hedford's. I want to say lifeline. Right. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> if he didn't play his cards right, that lifeline is pulled. Everything's done. Everything that he built. Everything that he worked for. Everything that he so strategically planned mm-hmm. would have been for nothing gone Absolutely. gone so, so I, I guess i guess we'll see so i, I don't i don't want to i don't want to knock it just yet but no I, you know I, what I, he, I he, he did surround oh, himself mm-hmm. you know he did surround himself with good talent but we're not going to be talking about chris right off the bat you know i mean don't want him to mo- monopolize the show here <laughs> you know but uh i go back in in, in time you used to sit front row. I did. Yes, I, yeah. I used to sit. I used to sit front row, and I used to have a uh, plastic replica uh, network logo WWE title. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, <laughs> yes. would, I would I would show up to the shows at on like your shoulder three three thirty right before like anyone else would yeah, show up the super mark you know <laughs> and I would I would stand there so I would get front row so I would I would save like five bucks. Right, because I used to buy all my own tickets, and at the time I wasn't I wasn't working just yet. So I, any any way that I could penny pinch and, and get away uh, with buying a ticket to Pow, I was I was doing that. Well, so I, I tell you what, uh, in some of the uh, older film video presentations of uh, Pow Entertainment, you will see Axel Abreu sitting like, proud. A little bit. You know what, bro? <laughs> Here, here's the whole thing. Here's the whole thing. You know what? Dressed like Jeff Hardy a little hey, bit. Hey, like. man. People, people can say whatever they want, right? We all started as fans. Yeah, yeah. We, we all, we all started as fans at one point. We all saw something on TV, or we went to an event. And we saw something that made us go wow, and now we're here. Yeah, right. Somehow, some way, like, and that's that's the one thing I love about about wrestling, right? Is how mixed we are. You know what I mean? Like people that you would never hang out with in an outside setting of wrestling, mm-hmm. we've become a family. You look at Powell and there's so many different faces, so many different characters, so many different personalities, right? And we're all a family, you yeah. know. And and like, and it's it's our love for wrestling that 
that just, you know, it gets me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, like, I, I will admit wholeheartedly, I used to sit in that front row. I used to carry that championship proudly. And you know what? <clears throat> For the first few months of me training, I still had that fan mindset, and it took a long time. Um, for me to shed it, you know, but I like to think where we are now. Like your few first few practices and <laughs> what what made you pull the trigger going, okay, I'm going to try this. So from the time I was seven, you know, right. I, I, I turned around and I saw wrestling and I was like, I, I want to do this, right? This is what I want to do. It was always a day one thing. My mom used to tell me as a kid, she would always try to discourage me from doing it right because uh, uh i used to have a cousin who was a professional wrestler somewhere somewhere right i don't i don't talk to that side of the family much but he ended up getting an injury his eye popped out he ended up quitting he was like i'm done and she didn't want me doing it so she used to tell me all types of lies to, right. to try to get me to not do it right but i knew from the time that i was seven i was like i want to do this right and around the time uh it was about 2016 uh 2015 it was it was uh the Christmas of 2015, um, at my family's house and my grandma can barely walk. And, mm. you know, her brother's like, you know, you need to go to the hospital. Like her legs are swollen. Like th something's not right. So they're right. like, you, you had a heart attack in your sleep. So for the next two years, you know, I ended up finding Pow. Um, you know, for the next two years, she, she ended up having open heart surgery. You know, we ended up losing her twice on the table. Um, and eventually uh, it came down to her passing away. Right. Mm. And the day after she passed away, one of my biggest regrets was never signing and having her watch because growing up, she was my biggest supporter. Right. She bought all my action figures. She bought all my titles. She used to tell me all the time, when you start wrestling, I'm going to be at every show, every show, right. no matter yeah. where you go. And my biggest regret was not signing and wrestling for her before she went. Right. right. So the day after she went, I went uh, to T. Woods Bar and Grill. I knew Jimmy Blaze was going to be there. Right, I put my down payment for my deposit. I said, "I'm doing this. I'm doing this." Okay, and I'm glad. I'm glad that you did it because, uh, like, like I said, from the time you started to now, uh, leaps and bounds. You took Tiny on for crying out loud three times. Yes, three, uh, twi <laughs> twice in Powell and once uh, in, in Rockford. Yes, you know, I actually won that that last one. You know, <laughs> he he got a little too too rough, and he got he got he got disqualified. I ended up picking up that win. But uh, yes, yeah, uh, it's you, you've gotten that you have uh, really gotten yourself on a surge. And one of the matches that the whole Powell locker room was talking about was our You Better Work show the day after our summer explosion uh, with some guys that have really made a name for themselves on the scene. Axel Rico. Which it looked like you and him had a little bit of a beef there for a second. You know, yeah, like uh, <laughs> I don't know what it was, but from the moment that I met Axel Rico, he didn't like me because I had the same name. And I'm like, listen, man, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't turn around and try to steal your name. But you know what? He, he has he he seems to think that I, that you know he has a personal vendetta against me because we have similar names. It's like we don't have really similar names, but we have similar names. Right. We have the same first name, and he's mad about it. Right. Well, you know what? Right. If he want, if he wants to cry about it, he can cry. Right. But you know what? He should be crying to pal management and trying to do something about it instead of just you know crying well, like a little girl. Uh, well, he's not going to be crying to any promotion right now, at least for the next year with his uh, broken collarbone. Oh, I'm sorry so, to hear that. Well, uh, you know what? He Axel Rico. I hope you make a quick, speedy recovery. And you know what? When you come back, I'm willing to fight you for that name, guy. Yeah, there you go. Cool. Uh, Quinn Whittock that uh, made a name for himself, and this guy could go. 
I yeah. mean, he made a name for oh, yeah. himself in promotions around the area. Uh, it was my first chance to actually get to see him perform. And oh, newly so crowned uh, Midwest champion, Mason Perks. Mason Perks. Okay, yep. all of you guys in that match running on all eight cylinders. And like I said, you kept up with these guys that a little bit more established, a little bit more in their playbooks. Yep. And you you kept up with them stride for stride. And like I said, I, to me, it has been your best match yet. Yeah, so, I would absolutely agree with that. Oh. <laughs> and just seeing the progress, you know, like Nick was saying, from day one to that match, night and day. It looked like you were in the business for quite some time. <laughs> yes. Instead of the you know, handful of years that you know you've been there. Right. Uh, but yeah, it, I had the opportunity to watch that match and I was yeah. definitely in awe. <laughs> you know, I mean you were you guys were hitting move after everything move. Yes. on time. Like I can't say one bad thing about that match. Like mm. it was definitely in my eyes from mm. seeing and calling matches so far. That was definitely a five-star match, in my opinion. So, I appreciate that. Oh, no, yeah. Anytime. Well, you know, that that match was, I don't know, man. Something about it was just something else, you know. It was magical. It I, was, you want to put it that I, way? I mean, absolutely. The whole atmosphere that, that whole evening was on fire. And, like, that match, that the roof blew off the place. It was that, that good. You know, leading into... 2020 or like leading out of 2021 into 2022 i thought you know i was i was running on all cylinders then i thought you know i'm, I'm doing really good i'm getting better i'm going to, to to camp uh you know every week uh, i'm doing everything that i can right and all i see is is forward right and like all it took was one bad match to kind of you know snap that like bliss mm-hmm. yeah. out, out of place you know and like from there it, it's it, like things things kind of you know started started piling down you know uh, I ended up getting laid off. I ended up getting, um, uh, ended up having uh, problems with my health. Uh, I had had to take some time off for that, um, you know. And it, it things have just been on and off. I, I've I've lost people very close to me um, over the past year and very recently. Mm-hmm. And like I could see watching my matches, you know, from that that one bad match onward, I saw something. I was just like, I don't like it. I yeah. really, I really don't like what I'm seeing. I really don't like what I'm looking at and like, I, I see myself getting slower. I see myself getting smaller and it's like, I'm allowing my, my outer life to affect my in-ring career too much. Right. And I, and I kind of took a step back and thought about it. I'm like, this is supposed to be my, my outlet, you know, something to, to, Mm -hmm. to get this stress, you know, out. And like, I've been talking, I had been talking until, for the longest time, like he, he was one of the first people that asked me before, like this, this show was even published. Like if we did this show, would you do it? I said, absolutely. I love Mateo. Oh, yeah. I love Mateo. You know, the, the weirdest thing is like when Mateo first started showing up to Pow shows, right? Mm-hmm. Mateo didn't say hello or goodbye to me. Like the first three shows uh-huh. that, that, uh, that he ended up showing up to, he didn't say hello or goodbye to me. Okay. Right. But we ended up building a friendship, right? We ended up actually sitting down and having a conversation. I'm, I'm like, if we were to put it, if we were to, to wrestle a match, you know, how would we put it together, right? right. I was like, I want to pick your brain. What do you know, right? And we sat down, and we we threw ideas back and forth, and we were like, holy shit, like we're we're not too fucking, you know, yeah. too too far <laughs> apart from each other. It's like Mateo's a very straightforward guy, you know, he's a very prideful person, 
He yes. is gay. We all know that. Yeah. He, he's, you know what you get with Mattel, right? Mm-hmm. And like, there are times where like, I'm not always, but I try to be 100%. I try to be as straightforward as possible. I try to be, you know, like, you ask me anything, I try to be an open book, mm-hmm. you know? And there's like, there's certain things that I don't talk about, you know, personally, but like, if, if I'm not, if I don't have a problem talking about it, I got no problem. I have no reason why. Right. You know, anything you want to ask, anything you want to know, mm-hmm. I'm an open book. You know, so it's like when when Mateo asked me, uh, you know, to be on the show, it was, it was an absolute. I don't care what match you put me in. I don't care if I'm match one, two, three, four. If I'm in the in the event, if you do a pre-show and you put me in there, or if you just do a, a battle royal and, and 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 put me in there, I don't care. Right. Put do whatever you want me to do. Oh, put me yeah. wherever you want me to go. And you know what he. He put he put me in this four way and he, he let me know he's like yeah I'm, I'm putting you in this four way and I was like you know these are some pretty big names he's like you know I've been watching you and I keep seeing potential and I keep I keep like we we sat down and had this whole conversation he's he, he's telling me all these things and I'm like wow mm-hmm. that's I took that to heart right mm-hmm. and like I don't want to disclose a lot of the things that we said like a lot of this, right. the stuff that we talked about was personal but like he's just like wow. Okay. Yeah. So like hearing him say these things was like kind of like a wake up call. Like, you know what? You need to stop sulking. You need to stop. Get off your ass. Yeah. And do something. And you know, like I, I went out. I I was like the first thing I want, I want a new look. You know, and it's like it wasn't a, it wasn't a big thing, but it was it was enough for me. And right? it was different. Uh, you know, it and, and it, I I just I came up with an idea. I saw something in my head, and I, and I put it together. I, I I used craft supplies and all types of all types of stuff, and I just threw it together. And I was like, "Now the look can be everything, right? I can mm-hmm. look like a million dollars if the match isn't perfect. Right. What's the point, right. right? Right? And like losing the people that I've lost uh, over the past year, it like really puts puts my puts your mind into perspective. I mean, like I just lost my cousin recently, and she was only thirty three, mm-hmm. and it's right. like she was only ten years older than me. Wow. Like that, that, that puts into perspective, your time is numbered right. and no, tomorrow yeah. is not promised to anyone. No, and you know what? I want, I, I went into that show and I was like, I want to leave everything in that ring. Cause if, if for whatever reason it is my last match, I don't want that to be what people remember. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I haven't been, I haven't been back since the, since the pride show. Um, and that's fine. We had our T-Wood show recently, and you know what? I I, I watched from the background. I was in the locker room with you guys. Uh, yeah. Actually, you were yeah, on commentary. I was on commentary. <laughs> <laughs> you, you were on commentary. I was like, how can I show you there. back there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. T-Wood, that, definitely emotional. Uh, you might I, see that me. Was, uh, that was very, that was a very yeah. emotional night. And uh, you know, I'm I'm not I'm not at Fox Lake, but you know what? Um, I'm I'm not. You, I'm you not are too. you are at uh, Lakemore. Lakemore Fest. Yeah. Lakemore Fest. Yeah. You are there taking yeah. on. Kazile. Kazile. You know what? It's not my first time taking on Kazile. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually worked him twice now. Uh, once at a company that doesn't exist anymore. And uh, once for Pal. Mm-hmm. Right before he went, uh, won the Midwest title. Mm-hmm. Right? And now I'm looking at I'm looking at this match even closer now than I did the Pride show. Right? I faced Kazile right before he won the Midwest title. Right before he won one of the most dominant uh Midwest title right. reigns that Powell has seen in, in, in right. quite a right. while, you know, like, cause I was a very dangerous man. We all know that, you know, he's a, he's a very sneaky man. He's a very nasty rod, whatever. Right. But Kazal doesn't need this one. We all know how dangerous Kazal is, but what would happen if Axel Abreu pinned Kazal one, two, three, right after Kazal lost the Midwest title? 
after one of the most dominant Midwest title reigns, yeah, what would that do for me? So that that's been in my head this entire time, right? And that's that's what's keeping me going, right? And I I, I, I keep trying to come up with all these ideas and, and moves, and all for a try to try to try to try to you know you cut like come up with different different ways to reverse out of what he might try to throw at me, right? Besides a fork. Besides yeah. a fork, yeah. <laughs> a lot of well, I hope I'm gonna come out with a spork, <laughs> and we're gonna duel. I don't know, but yeah, this is this is a big match for me. It's in Lake Morefest. I've been going to Lake Morefest, Lake Morefest since before Powell uh, even came to Lake More. Mm-hmm. You know, Lake More is my backyard. I used I fish. I used to fish uh, Lily Lake all the time when I was in high school. Like this is my backyard, right? right. And this is the first time that I'm get to be on Lake Morefest. Uh-huh. You know, and like. Sitting there and watching Lake Morefest and watching it happen and knowing that I'm not on the show, you know, it kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of sucks yeah. for me because it's like, you know, some of the people that I might know might be out there. I want to show uh, people how far I've come. Right. You know, yeah, and absolutely. it's like, I don't want you to look at me and go, oh, yeah, he's, he's doing so great. I want to see, I want you to see what I'm doing and be entertained by it. Yeah. You know, and that's, and that's, that's my greatest joy. Like if I can, if I can genuinely entertain someone that I know personally, mm-hmm. that is everything to me. No, you know, yeah. like I can, I can, I can turn around and, and, and try to appease to fans that I might not know, that might not know me personally. Right. But like you, I, you've had family, yeah. you've had family. It's different when they're there. You yeah. know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, uh, I, it, this, this is a huge show. This is a, this, yeah. this is a very big show for me. You know, and, and there's, there's a lot of, th- there's a lot of things on the line. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of uh, potential that could come from this match, uh, depending on which way. It swings. And or, right now, I mean, this could be the right opportunity to strike because, yeah, Kazayo is like, uh, he lost the title. He has his rematch with Mason. Yeah. It gets out of hand. Jimmy's like, screw it. The title's vacant. Yeah. So it's like, you know, twice, mm-hmm. you know, that Kazayo has to deal with the fact that it's got ta- it got taken away. You know, I was very you know? upset. That I didn't hear what was going on because I I heard about Jimmy Blaze making this uh, this little royal mm-hmm. for the Midwest title. Yes, and it's like wow. I never, I, you know what? In a million years, I would never would have thought that Mason would lose his title like that. That yeah, it was crazy. It was, well, it was like Jimmy things said. got things got tense. Things got hot. Yeah, right. Like, like you, were, you were involved in the breakup, though, right? No, the pull apart. I was no, no. Oh, all right, no, no. Then, I was, I was in the back. Jimmy oh. basically said, "You guys kill it every time you are out here, but you guys are killing each other." Yeah. And they're going. They hit hard. They they're laying everything in, you know. And like he says, now title vacated. Yeah. <laughs> now, and like I said, Kazayo might might not have gotten his bearings yet, and you coming in with the determination that you're setting your goal to, yeah, right there. You, you know? know what? Just think about this for a second. If I turn around and beat Kazayo, and then he goes to Winthrop Harbor and he wins back the Midwest title, who would be the first in line? Yeah, that is true. Yeah, your ranking would go up pretty high if you. Yeah. This is a huge match. I can't stress that enough. This is a huge match. 
Yes. You know, it's going to be a huge night for everyone there. There. Oh, yeah. I get to see my first POW show. Hey. So, yeah. Yeah. So. See, see Lake Moore Fest has got a lot of things going on. Yeah. Uh, we'll get more into this, but we're going to do a quick break stop here and uh, let our sponsors know that uh, their money's going to a good place. <laughs> we'll be right back. Fans, we know that sometimes life can throw some curveballs. If you're in need of family law advice, talk to POW Entertainment's favorite attorney, the law office of Christopher Hoff. This is Dazzling Donnie, and you are listening to the Hillbilly Wreckers podcast. Hillbilly Wreckers fans, don't miss the Lamplighter Inn's July special. Lamp's grilled ham and cheese on rye with pickled egg. A unique Lamplighter grilled sandwich with hot ham and Monterey Jack cheese with sliced pickled egg and whole grain mustard on marble rye. Get this one before it's gone. All right, we're back here with Axel Umbrello, the uh, 2021 Rookie of the Year yes, for Power Entertainment, uh, voted by his fellow peers in the locker room. So uh, let's uh, start with that. Like, Bring us back to that day when we were at the Christmas party and uh, yeah, you had called no your name. Called yeah. your name up for no. uh, Rookie of the Year. And uh, pretty much everybody stood up and, yes, and applauded. And, you know, it was standing ovation for you when you got that, from what I remember. And, oh, uh, yeah. And uh, that was uh, that was a big night for you. I told you afterwards I, you know, how proud I am of you and how much I've seen you grow and, you know, and just continue to grow as a person. And so brings back to that, that night. In uh, 2021. So I thought uh, my 2021 was better than my 2020, right? 2020 was when I when I first broke in uh, onto the shows. Um, and I had ended up getting, uh, what was it? The, the, help me out here. The most advanced. The, I, most improved. Most, most improved. improved. Most improved. Because I won that 2019 and then right. you got it 2020, right? Yeah, I got it 2020. Oh, Right. So uh, I figured uh, that I would end up getting something like that for 2021, if anything at all. Right. But I didn't care. I went um, I went solely to, to spend time with family. Right. I, I love the award shows since since the time I, I joined oh. Pow, like even before I started doing matches, I loved going to the award shows. Right. So like that once uh, once the most improved award went and it went to Kazile, I was like, all right, that's fine. I, I didn't get anything. Right. And, like, Jimmy's going down the list of people, right, third place, second place. And he says my name. And, like, I was kind of shocked for a second. I'm like, they didn't do that. Right. They, they, they didn't do that, right? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, I'm being ripped here, right? So, like, I stand up and, like, every, everyone, everyone kind of starts standing up and clapping. I'm like, all right, well, shit, I didn't have a, a speech prepared here, right? <laughs> and, like, this was, this was back uh, before, you know, Chris Edford was a big, massive douche. Um, <laughs> me and Chris used uh, so so me and Chris actually don't live that far apart from each other. We're only like a 15, 20 minute drive away from each other, right? So um, you know, for the longest time, Chris not only was uh, running Pow, but he was also running the the promos, mm-hmm. right? So like uh, you know, Chris would uh, meet up with me and we would talk out different things that I could say about my upcoming matches, right? So um, <clears throat> where were we? <laughs> upcoming upcoming oh that's right uh, power awards yeah. uh so yeah so you know <laughs> me and chris <laughs> 2021 
had filmed all these promos together. And, um, you know, so I, I, I started throwing this speech on the fly. I, I, I was like, it was a promo class, right? Uh-huh. And I'm just like, I'm trying to, to thank everyone because, like, I don't have shit prepared. And, like, I start thanking Chris. And I, I see Chris crying. I'm like, oh, fuck. And now I feel it going. Now the waterworks yeah. are going. So, yeah, like, right. it, was, it was a very emotional yeah. night, right? Um, I still have that, that trophy. I look at that trophy every day. It sits right on top of my desk. First thing I do when I wake up in the morning, I sit in I sit in my little uh, bar stool at my desk. I pull myself up, get my papers going. I look at that trophy, and I'm like, "Day is good. The day is beautiful. Let's get it going." <laughs> so yeah, mine's sitting on my entertainment center. And, oh yeah. You know, no, it, I, I have good. I have both my Dude. power awards. The the little plaque that we got in 2020 and uh, the trophy sitting right next to it. Yeah. Um, and then if I, I win any more, I gotta make room. My my desk is cluttered with other crap, <laughs> but oh yeah, very emotional night. Um, very good night. Uh, I got I got a little tipsy that night. I don't I don't drink very often, but there was, that was one of the nights where bit. I was I was uh, I was partaking in in some some Guinness. Uh, so yeah. well, at least it wasn't tequila. <laughs> I I don't like hard liquors. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I've yeah. never I've never okay. So when I when I did do hard liquor, I was a big vodka guy. Right, and I did stuff like Smirnoff, um, New Amsterdam. Um, you know, if I was really penny pinching, Skull, baby. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, no, I was I was a bit I was a big vodka guy. Um, yeah. And then you know, I got out of high school and stopped drinking. And I was like, yeah, an occasional yeah. beer will, will do fine for me. I've <clears throat> been there, done that. I haven't touched alcohol for I'm, about 15, 16 years. I'm not a drinker. I am a smoker. There you go. Hey, 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 sure, uh, she's your, is that how they say that shit? I don't know. Shiz? I don't know. Snoopy dog. Spade calls it shit. Oh. But, you know. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, uh, you know, what bigger plans do you see Axel Braille doing in his career? Like, where do you see that character end up being? So, it's funny you mentioned that, uh, so... I this just Saturday I was at uh, Southland Championship Wrestling. It's the first yeah. time that I've been to Southland since the, the Russell Topia show back in September. Right. So, um, you know, out there I'm I'm a bit prone to be more of a prick, right? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I was like, I, I want I want to look I want to look my part. Yeah, so, so you like, eating uh, some pizza in the front row there? Yeah, I was. I was like, you know oh, what? Well, this guy right here. You know what? I I'm a. Uh, 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 Jimmy Blaze has instilled respect into all of his students, right? And when uh, when it's when it's POW, I will be as respectful as I can be. I support the colors very well, but when it's SCW, I'm still on the fence about things. I don't know exactly how to feel. Um, right. You know what? Yep. I, I ha- I'm entitled. I'm entitled to, to yes. my opinions. You know, right? And uh, if if I want to say uh, Southland sucks, you know, say I, Southland sucks. You What's your opinion? Free country. That's right. God yeah. bless America. But anyway, um, anyway, what was your question? Uh, Southland. I was talking yeah, about Southland. Southland. Uh, um, where do you see? Where, yourself? where do I see? see um, so, yeah, no, I tried to bring more of an aggressive side. I wanted to test a couple things out. Um, I was not victorious in my match, um, but you know what? Johnny Chaos is uh, is a it was a very big big dude. Yeah, and uh, you know he's he's got those those big. Arms. Arms. Yeah. I tried to tell everyone that I, I was that they were made of floof, but I'm 
I'm not too sure about the ones in his legs. That drop kick kind of hurt. Yeah. But um, he's I, an I, I, uh, up and comer, I believe too. Yeah, for yeah. Southland, I believe uh, he actually won. I, I believe he won his match against Jimmy Blaze that night too. Wow. Yeah. The you know kids on a roll, but you know what? Uh, depending on on you know how me and Southland want to negotiate our, our stuff, maybe uh, me and Johnny can mix it up again, and we'll see if he can get lightning in a bottle twice. But to answer your question, I want to become more aggressive, right? I more of that hardcore, not hardcore, but just not being as lenient as I have been. Right. I've always looked at wrestling as a, as a sport, but also as an outlet. Right. Right. And there'd be times where I'm like, I don't care if I win, lose or draw. I want to learn from the experience. And you know what? I think it's time that the, student stops learning and goes out onto the battlefield and puts his knowledge to the test. You know, I want to turn the knob up. I want to find a way to show that I'm not a joke. Right. I may, I might be small, right. But I can go. And I think I proved at the pride show that I can go. Right. Mason Perks is a very athletic man. Mm. You know, he's, he's very toned. So is Axel Rico. So is Quinn Whittock. Their cardio is extremely magnificent. However, I kept up, right? And I and it wasn't just proving that to the fans; it was also proving it to me, right? right? So I'm hoping that making this shift, right, that things can start going up, right? I don't want a repeat of 2022. Mm-hmm. I don't want a repeat of my first half of 2023, mm-hmm. right? the The Pride Show went really well. I think you know if I just would have tweaked one or two things here, I could have secured that title. Um, Mason Perks is a hell of a competitor yeah. and I've been watching him since before I even stepped foot in a, uh, in a professional wrestling ring. So, yeah. you know what? That um, is true. It, it was, it was a big surprise to me being able to keep up with him with how long he's been in. Mm-hmm. Right. Because when I first started coming in, Mason was one half of the tag team champions with Dazzling Donnie. Yeah. Like that's how, that's how far he was didn't when you, I first wait, showed up. Wait, 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 didn't you escort Donnie at Russell Rage? Yeah, you, I, escorted, okay. you brought somebody out. To I did. Race. So it was it was like poetic justice, right? Um, my grandma, like I, like I had talked about earlier, my mm. grandmother had passed. I signed my contract with Jimmy. Uh, and then WrestleRage was right around the corner. Right. I had already paid my money to sponsor Donnie. So I was like, all right, let me think of something that might work. And I thought of a look. I was like, this will work. I put it together and I... And I went out right and it was kind of like a a trial run for me i've always wanted to try to make my own gear i've always wanted to try to make my own boots right it's Mm -hmm. always been kind of a a fascination of mine so like i wanted to throw this look together and see if it would work and i think for the most part it it worked um for what it was i didn't expect much to come out of it but for its intended purpose i think i think i did pretty good uh, we, gotta, yeah. we gotta pull that yes, I got picture up from the Roll archives of uh yeah. I'm all in pink my hair, hair, my hair yeah. was in the studio here. I had I had a pink suit on. Yes. I had blonde hair. Very uh, I remember yep, the very <laughs> my nails were painted and I was wearing makeup. Oh yeah. I oh, remember yeah. that. Yes. I remember that. And uh at the was Addison right center or was that oh, it, was, it was Addison. So, yeah. It was yeah. it was it was the same night that Don broke his leg. Yes. It was the very same night because it was supposed to be Dazzling Donnie versus Mason. 
And Mason did have break his hand. Yeah, he yeah. broke his hand. So he couldn't wrestle any uh Donnie ended up wrestling pit stain. Pit stain. Yeah. yeah, he did he did the uh, coast to coast yeah. and uh that was the opening match. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was the opening match. And sure uh was. sure was. <laughs> that was uh Top that one, boys. Who was the ref, who was the ref on that one? Was it Oh, it was Coke bottles. Yeah, Coke bottles, yeah. It was Coke uh, bottles. He was my first rap. <laughs> <laughs> my first match with Joey Gigi. That was my first rap. Yeah. No. But he had no idea what to do. And he's trying to no. call for an X, but he doesn't know. He didn't know what to do. What to do. Oh. What to do. Yep. Oh, my God. Oh, you know what? I love it. And my dad texted me during that show. He's like, did that guy really just break his leg? Uh, <laughs> I yeah. Like, I was like, yeah, uh, paramedics are right here. Like, yeah. yeah. He's wow. Like, he's like, oh. Oh, my God. Well, what a first show to go to. Right? <laughs> no kidding. Well, so. well, we didn't know. Uh, well, I guess, uh, you know, with that even happening, uh, we know who went over. It's I got to see yeah. your mother-in-law at that show. Yeah. 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 That's You yeah. have a weird history. <laughs> I do have a With weird my mother-in-law, you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was I what, you're like, what, your sixth grade? I, she was my sixth grade math, math teacher, teacher and homeroom teacher, Yeah, which was crazy to me because, like, for the longest time, okay, so a little backstory. Wow, what, what a quinkity. What small was that, so, the, was that the night where I was with Revolution and we faced GQ? Ah, uh, no. That was way down the line. That was way down the line. This was, I think this was your very first. Uh, was it the Royal. Battle Royal one? I think it was your very first Royal oh, Royal, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I think that was that next year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, think, right. I think you're right. No. Everything uh, just pours together now. So for the longest time, I always knew the name Psychotic Jimmy Blaze. And I never knew why, right? Mm-hmm. When. I first heard of Pow. I heard of Jimmy's name. And I was like, I know that guy. Why do I know that guy? Right? And I, I tried looking him up. And I, like, I'm finding all these different indie promotions that, that Jimmy's worked at. But like, I'm trying to find something from like an old WWF tape, maybe WCW, maybe something that I'm not piecing right. together. Because I'm like, yeah. I know this name and I've heard of Pow Entertainment. I just don't know from where. Right? So it was crazy. Because like, for nine, ten months... I have your now fiance on Facebook, right? Yes. And, and uh, Mother's Day comes up, and she makes a post about uh, about Happy Mother's Day, and I'm looking, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I know her, I know that woman, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, Hey, is that your mom? Yeah, this is my mom. What? That's that's my teacher from sixth grade. Oh well, no shit. So <laughs> come to find out. The whole reason why I remember Jimmy Blaze and Pow is during homeroom, right? Because in sixth grade, they gave you an extra period to do your, your schoolwork and shit. Right. And then they took that shit away in seventh and eighth grade and told you to go fuck yourself. Um, so I'm sitting there at homeroom and my teacher's sitting down with me and she's sitting here talking. My daughter, she manages for this wrestling company called Pow, right? <laughs> and she, she, she works... She works with this guy. His name is Jimmy Blaze. He owns the company. And, you know, you should really go to a show and go go see it. You you and – because my, my best friend, my best friend uh, even now, me and him loved wrestling in school, right? So, like, you, you and Jesse need to go and see it. It would be great. Never went and saw it, right? Because it was, it was never clo- close enough for, for me to get a ride over there. 
you know. But I'm like, I remember that name. Yeah, yeah that's, that's some crazy shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! So small world kind of thing, right? Yeah. So, you know, what, you want to know what's crazy? You want to know? What, here, okay, here. You okay. do yours. You do yours. And so, so the Scott Smith's All Animal Expo, right? What a lot of people don't know used to be the Reptile Swamp. Right. Yeah. And as a child, I went there. I used to go to the reptile swamp yeah, as a kid. Yeah, like my mom right. used to be really big on snakes, and this is why I don't have. I don't. I, I don't care about snakes. I love snakes. Right. No matter what uh, what kind they are, I love snakes. Right. There was at a point where we had gone to the reptile swamp every single weekend because these snakes were so cheap, and bought a snake to the point where we we're up to thirty two ball pythons. Oh, in her room. Yeah. Okay. I have. I have to look for it. I don't know where it is, right? But there is a picture of little tiny old me, <laughs> real short, taking a picture to gi- next to giant old fucking tiny over here, right? Little old five-year-old me next to tiny. Wow. Yeah. Somewhere. I got to find it. I don't know where it is. Please do. I can find it. shows in Streamwood. Yep. At a horse ranch. Yep. Okay. And we used to go there. And uh, when I was a kid, my dad would take us, me and my brother and my sister, to his reptile show. Yep. Okay. And that's where we got all the reptiles. Like we had, you know, we had tarantulas, we had uh-huh. ball pythons, Russian tortoise. We we had a few tanks in our bedroom growing up as a kid, and my mom didn't know about many of them. My mom was terrified. I was like four when she bought her first snake. And now my grandmother, uh, my grandmother hated My mother had me very young. So when we finally moved out of my grandmother's apartment into our apartment right next door, uh, when my when my grandma found out that, that my mom had snakes, she was not happy. Uh, however, what, uh, what, what, what was the driving factor of us keeping the snake was my grandmother trying to tell my mom, he's going to freak out when he sees that snake kill that mouse. It's going to eat that mouse and he's going to scream and he's going to cry. And I'm sitting here watching this mouse run around and I see this ball python sitting here watching it. Wham! I'm like, I swear to God, this is what this is what my mother fought tooth and nail. She used this to keep the snake. I was like, oh my God, that's so cool! Do it again. <laughs> She's like, he's scared, huh? Like, oh my god! And then from there, we just kept stockpiling them, and we had we had them all over the place. You know, we'd go to the reptiles. We got to a point where we stopped going for snakes and went for specifically mice. We'd come back with a bag of thirty mice. Oh yeah, thirty forty mice. Yeah. Oh, I mean, uh, his uh, the expo has everything. Every, oh, yeah. Everything. Oh yeah. I mean everything, and some of his vendors. Are some of the nicest people. Oh yeah, uh, real nice thing that he's got going there, and he's got a lot of ties to a lot of people, important people, like in the yeah. reptile world. Oh so, yeah, yeah. He's, oh yeah. So, so your story doesn't compare to one mine. So, oh, <laughs> hey man, you, you go ahead. You go ahead and you, you go ahead know, and tell like, Okay. No, mine's very weak compared to yours. So my first encounter with uh, Mr. Jimmy Blaze was I was like 12, 13 years old. Right, so he lived in Silver Lake Apartments in Valzac. Right? Oh shit! Okay, I lived across Dundee in Hidden Creek, so it was pretty much across Dundee, down a little road, over fence. There was my neighborhood, right? Okay. And I always hung out in Silver Lake with my buddy Dustin at okay. the time. 
and Dustin lived on the first floor of Jimmy's building, right? So I remember going down the hallway into Dustin's apartment and Jimmy Blaze come down the stairs with his <laughs> hair back, you know, the, the white cut off, yeah, like, yeah. you know, the jeans and everything, like looking like a straight badass when I was like 12, 13 years old. I was like, oh, this guy looks, this guy looks cool, man. <laughs> and then, you know, fast forward to me being 30 and yes. I, you know, talking shit on, on <laughs> the online and then get invited to the, Reunion show. The train. The train. And as yeah. soon as I saw him, I was like, I've seen this guy before. <laughs> like, <laughs> I have seen this Where guy Where have before. I seen this fighter so, fighter before? You know, several months go, right? And then all of a sudden, I go, I'm working at Jimmy John's at the time, right? And I'm driving, and I go through Silver Lake, and I stop at the apartment. It was for a delivery, right? And I go inside, and I'm like, boom, with that rush of, like, Deja vu uh-huh. memory, like oh my god, this is where oh. I saw Jimmy Blaze. <laughs> yeah, and then like I was like, I immediately told him like, you lived in Silver Lake Apartments, right? He's like, yeah. I'm like, boom, like like yep. when I was 12, 13 years old, like I, my buddy Dustin lived in your building, and he's like, oh shit, kid, like what the hell? And then and then we slowly start realizing how many people we know. Through yeah, Palatine and like through at the time Idols Bar and how Jimmy knew, you know, my buddy Crazy Horse who just passed away and like nice. his brother Mad Cat and like just like how Greg the announcer used to be roommates oh, with Crazy Horse and it's just Vincent like Vincent Stone. Vincent Stone, yeah, that's yeah, you know, we used Stone. to be roommates with him and it's just like holy shit, we know so many people. Yeah. And, it was just like one of those moments where it's like where you cross paths, you don't realize it, and then you feel like once you cross paths again, you were meant to be, you know, like friends and or like build a relationship yep. with each other. Because I've had that happen several times where, you know, you interlock with each other and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden you're all oh, your best friends for like a few years and then you slowly, you know. Go your separate ways, and then you cross back again. It's there. There are definitely crazy. people that have left this business that I wish would come back, and there are definitely people that have left that I'm like, yeah, I can yeah. deal without, you know. And then there's but people I, are coming mm. back. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, that's a whole different story. I but fit, man. I'm not saying anything. So. <laughs> but yeah, uh, on that note, we're gonna uh, switch subjects and go to. Who went over in history today? Oh, shit. Okay. So we're going to go with... Excuse me. Let me pull this up here. We should have producers here who have, like, TVs ready for us to go, but we don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. we're, we're working uh, on a true string budget. We're work, yeah, we're working on it. Once you guys start right. getting paid, I'm sure yeah. you guys can turn around and, <laughs> and yeah. get some uh, Well, get some our, I will have to say our one sponsor uh, did pay for our microphone, so... That's yeah. good. It's, yeah. we're, it's it a work in progress. Yeah, we're, we're I, have exact, I have the exact same microphone, and I can say that that thing is amazing. <laughs> um, so it is I, a snowball microphone, <laughs> so let's put that out there. Snowball microphone. You should, you so let's see if we can uh, 
get Snow, some kind right? of uh, sponsorship here. Snowball, I can yeah, absolutely to, uh, buy another microphone if you don't sponsor us. We're I'm definitely going to tag you saying. in uh, some next ones, maybe. <laughs> Let's see if something can happen here. Yeah. I'm All right. Who went, went over? Yeah, who went over? Who went over? All right. So we are going to do uh, two are going to be on the same night. It's going to be a WWF one and a WCW one. Oh, and then we're going to go to one the following year, which is the WWF one, all right? So okay. WCW Nitro, Monday night, July 24th, 2000, in Cleveland, Ohio. 2000's WCW. Yeah. In, Cleveland. <laughs> in Cleveland. Let's go. We have, for the WCW World Heavyweight title, Goldberg, Goldberg. versus Booker T. Oh. Who went over? I was really hoping that you were going to say Scott Steiner. And I was going to say Scott Steiner just just for the fuck of it. Um, what the f- Okay. No, that 2000? Yeah. 2000's WCW. Uh, early 2000's WCW. Yeah. Um, early. I mean, it is 2000. You can't get any earlier than 2000. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember who took what off of who. I'm going to say well, Goldberg. Booker T. Booker T. Okay. Booker T. Booker T. I wasn't a big WCW guy, but you know what? Scott Steiner's fucking hilarious. All right, we're gonna fly down to uh, Austin, Texas, on the same night. All right, WWF Monday Night Raw. We have a triple threat tag match. Triple threat. We have Bubba Ray Dudley, Devon Dudley versus. Your boy is the Hardys. <laughs> you know, can, we, can we get a little uh, Jeff Hardy <laughs> look? I mean, I'll <laughs> pull up that picture. We'll put it out there. No, no, you so, won't. Uh, versus Edge and Christian. Who oh, goes over? That that is tough. They were they were tussling around for a while. Mm. Um, that was the whole beginning of the yeah. TLC oh, yeah. era and the yeah. table letter matches. And, you know what? Um, I know I know who my pick is, boss is, and I could be wrong. Super I'm gonna say Edge and Christian. I like that. I was gonna say the same thing. Okay, cool. All right, so we are gonna go to WWF now. Remember, hey. Booker T has the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. I believe, right? Yes. At this time. Okay? The following year. But we're in WWF. So oh, it kind of, you know, <laughs> throws it around a little bit. Yeah. Booker T versus Kurt Angle. Who we got here? If I remember correctly, they were kind of pushing Booker T right before they fed him to Hunter. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna go Booker on this one. Uh, Kurt go, Angle. Was defeats. it Kurt Angle? I was thinking oh, submission. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Good for Kurt Angle. All right. Well, we got we got that. <laughs> All right. Well, I tell you what, you know, <laughs> rapidly uh, approaching an hour here, we're going to do one more quick break for our sponsors, and uh, then we will get back to the rest of uh, Justin's little segments here. We'll wrap things Rucker, up. Rucker's little yeah. segments. That's yeah. right. You know, <laughs> rapid wrecking questions. That's right. No, the these are awesome, man. I'm telling uh, you. But anyway, <laughs> we'll be right back, fans. Fans, we know that sometimes life can throw some curveballs. If you're in need of family law advice, talk to Pow Entertainment's favorite attorney, the law office of Christopher Hoff. All right, man, we are back. Uh, we have Axel and Braille. We're going to do three rapid wrecking questions uh, with uh, AA. We're going to go, just doing AA, Axel and Braille. 
Okay, okay. What's your favorite cereal or breakfast item? My mom. Sausage and hash brown. Hash browns. Sausage and hash browns. Sausage I'll take that. Browns. All right. What's your favorite go-to spot after a show, and what are you getting? Home, because most of the time I have an hour drive back, and I'm very tired, and I typically stay until closing time. And by the time I get home, it's 3 o'clock. So I go straight home. I have something very quick and go right to bed. All right. Um, what indie wrestler would you like to work in the future? What indie wrestler would I like to work yeah. Oh, uh, that's a hard one. That is a very hard one. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, you thought you were just going to be a continuous of the previous shows. You, no, you know we're what? In, we're throwing in a curveball. That, 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 is, that is very hard to uh, – one that I haven't worked. So does that constitute like even in like tag team or any yeah. – Yeah, any yeah, – Who would you like of, to get in the ring with? Okay. I've always wanted to step in the ring with Mateo. Right, because he is so diverse and his move set is so broad. Mm-hmm. Right, that I think uh, as a learning experience, it would be good to you know, like th- me and him are always going in the ring and always tussling around, and he's always uh, challenging my brain with different things. Right, he he, the way that he looks at wrestling is phenomenal. Right, but you know, mm-hmm. right, and you know, mm-hmm. practicing and being in front of a crowd are two totally different. things. Oh yeah, right. Absolutely. And what what you do in practice, yes, will reflect on the shows, right. right? But there's a shift change when you have all those eyes on you, right? Yes. It's not now you're not just in front of the boys, yeah. uh, doing you know a practice match, you know, running through drills or nothing like that. And now it's the real deal, right? So it's like standing across the ring from Mattel Valentine uh, would be a very fun challenge for me. Oh yeah, that, I mean that that's definitely on my. Oh, list yeah. of uh, you know wrestlers uh, go against oh, in yeah. the future. So, all right. Well, but he, he, I know he's got his uh, hands full with uh, Tommy McCobb now. Yeah, you know that's that, a, uh, that that big lugger guy. Oh, yeah. well, Tommy McCobb is a handful for anybody. You, know, so. <laughs> you don't have to tell me, man. All right, <laughs> we're gonna uh, start wrapping this up. Give us uh, your best road story. Give a road story. Does that have to be the best road story? Or what, just, whatever, just... like whatever you think is going to be the funniest story. Make me pop, kind of. <laughs> make me pop, kind of, kind of. You know. Well, I've got, I've answer. got, I've got two road stories, uh, and right. they, they both kind of. The first one, okay. So uh, every so often, I will take a ride up to Cadillac, Michigan, and watch uh, UWE. Uh, I don't wrestle for UWE. I've done it uh, a couple times um, when Eric Freedom needs somebody. But uh, I typically don't wrestle. I, I, I go on my own dime. I like going out to Michigan. It's a, it's a different experience. It's, it's a different crowd. It's a different atmosphere. Right? And uh, I love a lot of the Michigan boys. Right? So um, yeah, Much love for the you, Michigan guys. Oh, yeah. Much love for uh, what you call it? And I keep forgetting my stuff here. <laughs> You're- Road uh, Cadillac, my, my road stories. Yeah, so we're we're going up. It's it's uh, it is me, Captain Austin Spicoli, and uh, Tommy before he was a knob macabre, uh, <laughs> riding up to Michigan, right? And we're 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 in Indiana. It's early in the morning. When when it comes to Michigan, I like to leave early, right? I don't like walking in right as doors are opening for fans. Like like yeah. Uh, again, everything in UWE is different in some way. Right. right, and it's like if I can spend a couple minutes in that ring or whatever, like I like to leave it. Right, so it's like 
8.30-ish, 9 o'clock, we're in somewhere Indiana, where no one cares Indiana. And we were like, well, we're hungry. Okay, so we'll stop at this McDonald's. So I'm like, cool. Go in. I'm like, I just want a sausage McGriddle, two hash browns. They had just brought back the uh, shamrock shakes. I was like, I'll take a small one of those, right? Um, and then I'll take a small coffee for the road. That's all I ordered, right? Austin orders his food. Tommy orders his food. Now we're waiting. They give me my coffee and my shake. I finish my shake first to kind of get that sugar rush going. And I'm like, cool. Now I'm sipping on my coffee waiting for my food. They call Austin's number. Then they call uh, Tommy's number. And I'm looking and 10 minutes goes by. 20 minutes goes by. 30 minutes goes by. I go up to the counter. I'm like, hey, uh... What's going on? And now Austin, Austin Spicoli has seen me uh, upset with McDonald's workers. And, and, and you know what? I, I try I try very hard not to be that guy. However, like there's only so much that I can take because like to an extent I used to work at McDonald's. I think a lot of people have like it's not that you can't do it. You're just being lazy. And you know what? I, I completely get it. I, I think that everyone should have a, a living wage. I am completely in the same boat as you guys, right? I am on your side. <laughs> I just want my food, right? <laughs> I There is nothing that I can do physically to make your boss pay you more, right? right? I'm sorry. I just want my food. So I go up there as politely as I can. I'm like, hey, I ordered a sausage McGriddle, two hash browns, and that's it, right? I've been waiting 30 minutes for this and like i'm i'm seething i'm trying so hard not not to blow up i'm pissed right because yeah. like as as time's going on uh, we're losing time on the road and yeah. like we're in indiana we still have to go into michigan and then go four hours up like i want to leave yeah. so i'm like we're what's going on well we're just a little understaffed with 12 fucking people walking back there and i'm like okay do you know how much longer it'd be about five minutes okay well first of so all so from the time that we got there and then an hour later an hour later, I finally get my food, and now I'm, I am very much pissed, and I am no longer trying to be polite about it. They know I, I am not happy. I am not a happy camper. I am pissed off. It is. I made it known that I thought it was ridiculous that I had to wait an hour for one breakfast sandwich and two hash browns. You know, something that takes five minutes to cook on their grills. Um, <clears throat> what do you know? <laughs> the fact that I kept seeing people walk in, order, get their food, and, and leave. Have people walk in, get their food, sit down, eat, go to the bathroom, crap it out, then leave. And I'm still waiting for my food. I was not, I was not happy, right? Then they had the bright idea to put their other baby stools into their doorways, right? They just decided, yeah, screw it. We're not going to stack them or anything. We're just going to throw them in there. And we're so I'm, I'm walking and I don't notice it. And the door opens about this wide, about about a three foot gap. You got about a three foot gap. Right, boom! My freaking coffee goes exploding. Cool. So like now, now I'm now I'm cursing in Latin and shit, and I'm fucking I'm I'm going off, and uh, not a very okay. So <laughs> now we we get back in the car. My hoodie is cut. Now we're we're in March. Okay. Now mind you, again the Shamrock Trick just came back, so we're in March. So we're in prime time Midwest weather. Right. Yeah. So it gets all over, it gets all over my arms, it goes through all my layers, right? Through my jacket, through my hoodies, and I'm like, son of a bitch, I throw it all off, motherfucker, right? 
And I'm sitting here and I'm trying to calm down and I'm like, yeah, it's not that you got your food. You're on the road. Just fucking focus on driving and go. All right. And I'm like, motherfucker. And Tom's trying to calm me down. He's like, you want a hash brown, buddy? And I'm like, no, no. If that's your hash brown, I don't want. I don't like. I, I appreciate you, Tommy. I love you, but that is your hash brown. I, I am okay, right? So I grab my bag. After about 20 minutes, I'm, I'm cooling down. I'm like, okay. I just want to eat, and I just want to get to the show. So I pull out my sandwich. I'm like, cool. Hey, Tommy. Yeah? You check this bag for me real quick? Yeah, what's up? Are there any hash browns in there? No. They forgot both my hash browns. So for the next hour and a half... As we're driving, I am cursing up and down the fucking highway, screaming in my foot. I am pit. I lost it. I lost it. I went on autopilot on driving. I was like, these more stupid mother. I went off. All right. My second story pertains to Austin Spicoli. Now, you've been on road trips with, with Spicoli, right? Oh he's, a, he's, a, he's very much a character, right? Yeah. And uh, Don't fall asleep <clears throat> two minutes later. But at the same time, somewhere out of nowhere, pockets of energy out of, out of like, like he'll, he'll, he'll be groggy and and then we'll, we'll get to a show and the show will be over. Yeah, guys. What are we doing afterwards? What the f- Yeah. He wakes up. Huh. <laughs> he finally wakes up after his show. He is the only dude that I have seen go into a gas station. Look at those little, uh, off-brand energy shots, you know, the ones that specifically say not approved by the FDA for yeah. consumption yeah. on the bottle and goes, yeah, I'll take two. Mm-hmm. And he, he shotguns one right before a show and then shotguns the other right before we go out to, uh, to party for the for the after show. Jesus. And, and, and this bottle, specifically on the bottle, it says, do not consume more than one bottle in 24 hours. Holy shit. Okay. So, you know how Austin is, right? So, we're driving. And Austin's just being Austin. We make a couple pit stops at gas stations, get some snacks, right? And Austin's a very obnoxious person when he wants to be. So right. the entire time, he's he's eating his hostess cakes in my ear. <laughs> oh, what's wrong there, Alex? You you do what's what's wrong there, buddy? You know, he's aggressively drinking his milk next to me. <laughs> yeah, this guy drinking milk. So day. um, we get to the show. I'm like. Thank God. He's going to commentary. He's going to leave me the fuck alone. I'm going to sit in the back and I'm going to talk with Eric, right? Because when I when I go to Michigan, I try to make it a point to go and speak with Coach, right? So the show comes and goes after parties commencing. And, of course, Austin's again being Austin. And, uh, like, at, around this time, Austin wasn't the normal Austin. Austin was cranked up to fucking 10 because he had just gone through, like, a very personal – relationship thing and yeah. he was like on his up like fuck this i'm the best uh you know ego boost that i i believe he needed but there's only so much that i could take yeah, right no I so so we get back to the hotel room and uh we finally go to bed and we got to be up early i want to be up early i want to go home right we stayed at a hotel and uh i wake up at like 9 30 Checkouts at eleven. I was like, it's not early, early, but you know what? It'll it'll work for me. So I go in, I take a quick shower, I come out, and I see Austin Undertaker sit up from his fucking bed and looks over at me, 
He goes, hey, pal. And I look at him and I go, the five and a half hours that I didn't have to hear your voice were absolute bliss. <laughs> right? So we get into the car. We make a pit stop at Walmart. And he gets this bright idea, right? And this is where the story picks up. He gets this bright idea. <laughs> now it picks up? Now it picks up. He gets this bright idea. He's looking at the milk section. Why? Because Captain Austin Spicoli legitimately drinks a gallon of milk a day. Like, I've been on this guy's boat before. He has a small cow on his ship, okay? Holy this God. man drinks a gallon of milk a day. So I like, he is. I like my milk, but man. Yeah. <laughs> this man loves his milk, okay? So, he's at the Walmart. Now, he's not thinking because why would he? He's never on land to look at this shit. The little, the little tiny milks are up at the front, you know, where they're going to entice you to buy other shit like candy and chips and all that other yeah. shit. They're not going to put it with the milk section because no one's walking into a Walmart and going, well, I'm going to go all the way back here to grab milk. No, yeah. everyone knows they're up front. So he's yeah. looking. He's like, I can't find these little, little things. And he looks and he sees a little, little jug with a green top that says buttermilk. And, he, and this is what he tells me. He says, this is what go through, went through my head. He says, I looked at it, and I thought to myself, one of two things are going to happen with this milk. <laughs> one, this is going to be the creamiest, most delicious milk I have ever tasted. Or two, it'll be absolute dog water horseshit. And he's like, for $3, I'm willing to find out. So, like a moron, he buys this fucking $3 half jug of buttermilk. Oh, God. And then gets in my car. And I, I kind of look over, don't even oh. notice that it's buttermilk at first. I'm like, dude, you're a prick. And I, I close my door, get into the car, like turn the car on, and we're on the road. Cool. And like as we're driving, I see him crack this thing open. Please tell me he didn't spoil. <laughs> I'm like, what's wrong with you? He's like, what is this stuff? And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, it's it has to be new, dog. I've never seen it before. It's buttermilk. And I'm like, you know, because. I cook like a normal person. I'm like Captain Spicoli, who just, you know, <laughs> eats whatever he catches out of the lake. <laughs> I know what buttermilk is. And I'm like, are you fucking stupid? So I'm like, no. The, the, and I, I have to um. explain to him for the next 25 minutes because he doesn't understand how buttermilk is even a thing. Right? So I have to explain to Austin Spicoli how butter is made. Right? And how in the process of making butter... Buttermilk is then made, and how buttermilk isn't to be drank, it's to be cooked with. And he goes, oh, that makes sense. And I see him put it back, I put, I see him put this jug back into his bag, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> he's going to take it with him when he fucking leaves. Cool. Huh. So, I get back to his house, I drop him off. Alright, I got a 40 minute drive home. I'm very tired. I want to go to bed. I've had to deal with Austin this entire ride home. And the way that he's been on the way up is how he's been on the way back. So I want to go to bed. So I park up the car. And at this time, uh, you know, we, I was kind of flip-flopping cars, right? It was my car and then my girlfriend's car. So we would flip-flop cars because um, she wasn't really driving it. So we get back from Michigan and I'm like, I'm going to get my car a break. Like, uh, that was that was 500 miles each way. Like, that's... So I park it up. We turn around, we start using her car, and three weeks later, it's like, all right, now it's time to swap back to my car. And uh, 
I get into my car and I'm like, it's like plastic in here. <laughs> plastic. I'm like, that's weird. And she oh. looks and she's like, what the hell is that? And I'm like, what? And she holds up this expanded fucking half jug of green. Oh. <laughs> looks, looks like if you mix the Nickelodeon slime with the Ecto Cooler. Right? <laughs> that, that's what this stuff looks like. Oh, God. Right? And it's bloated. This thing is oh. bloated. Like, you look at the cap, and you can see a little hump on the, on the cap because of how bloated it is. Yeah, that thing is. And I And I see the green cap. <laughs> and I'm like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> and here's the thing. We were on our way to Austin's house. Oh, God. We were on his Get way up. to his house when oh, uh, the day God. that this happened. Oh, my God. So, what can we throw out, man? <laughs> hey, 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 hey. If I didn't know if, if I didn't throw up seeing it, you don't get to throw up about hearing it. So I drive to his house, and I, <laughs> I show up to his house, and I give him the motherfucking of his life, and he's dying. <laughs> he's oh like, dude, God. I thought you, I thought you were gonna see it like two days later oh. and, and throw it out and text me about how much of an asshole I was, and I didn't think you were gonna do that. I'm like, you fucking you oh monkey prick. Oh, uh, but uh, if, nah. if if you ever what? if you ever oh. ride with Captain Austin Spicoli, understand that things may be left in your car that may not be desirable to others. <laughs> oh God! I, I you know I I, I couldn't change my kid's diaper without like uh, like, <laughs> uh, like that yeah. just. Uh, uh, I'm just thinking of it. I just want to. Oh, oh god, the mud pies. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh god, my eyes are watering. I like legit <laughs> almost threw up. Like, well, I, I got a no. I got a lot of different stories. You know, I've, I've been to Michigan a couple different times for shows and for not shows, and you know, um, you know, there was there was always our road trip. I've rode with you a couple times up to Michigan. Yeah, those were the best. Those, those, were, good. those were great, especially especially the the stuff that happened in between. You know, some of the some of the sponsors that we used to have up in Michigan were <laughs> yeah, memorable to say the least. Right? Oh yeah. man, Lord, that's a good note. Is there any? Uh... You can definitely tell how many uh, C sections they had. <laughs> oh, jeez, that's for sure. <laughs> Hey man, some uh, hey, some of them made it work. You can't, you uh, can't, you gotta give credit where it's good. Good memories uh-huh. there. Oh yeah. Were you there when uh, that that chick uh, walked right into that AC unit? Like uh, it was hanging off the wall. Remember when we were hanging <laughs> in the back room? I think it was that uh, stormy chick. Uh, she walked right in. Spade and Angel lost their goddamn mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't. I would have died. If she I would like legit, like bashed her head into this like AC unit that was sticking out of the wall. Like, <laughs> oh no shit! Oh, oh god, god, it was so good. Well, so we could definitely save that for another show. Well, we can. It was, yeah, I love great. This is a great conversation tonight. It felt like it went smooth. We are uh, definitely over the one hour mark. You know, this is uh, definitely a, a good conversation tonight. I appreciate that. Thank you know you what? If you guys ever want me back on the show again, you know, I'm, I'm always a phone call away. Uh, yeah. You as long know, as, uh, Chris Hedford doesn't bump you. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I already beat one of his guys once. Actually, my very first win ever in Power Entertainment over former POW heavyweight champion Tyler Sullivan. So I want Chris Hedford to know that the next time 
he addresses uh, my name. So, <laughs> yes, uh, he's got to remember that. <laughs> that he, I'm sure he will. And uh, just uh, real quick, fans, as a reminder, our next show, uh, Fox Lake, <laughs> our home. You know, it's going to definitely be a great show. What's lined up so far? You've got uh, former Powell heavyweight champion uh, Hunter Payne taking on. Jason Dukes, which just recently made his debut back into Powell Entertainment. Meat Hooks O'Bannon taking on another Powell former champion, Max Holiday. Uh, I don't know how this is going to be with Max Holiday and Hunter Payne being in the same locker room, considering how uh, Max kind of turned. might have to uh, call up some extra security. Yeah, have something. It in the, uh, <laughs> Absolutely. You can uh, call up Chuck's Deluxe. I've seen him throw a couple of uh, hard hitters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? He's well fed too. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know exactly which Seven Eleven he talks about, and they throw out a lot of their wings. <laughs> a lot of their, <laughs> lot wings. Of their wings. Um, also, too, uh, another keys to the kingdom qualifier match: Kazile taking on uh, Powell favorite caveman trog and now obviously you know they went back to like some old school rules where you have to throw your opponent over the top rope i wonder how trog is feeling after his tag team partner for greg murray new pal heavyweight champion yes i wonder i wonder how trog didn't be going into that match Uh, you know being so happy for his tag team partner i wonder i wonder if uh trog's gonna be having his eye on this keys to the kingdom so we can uh you know, maybe take the Midwest title or maybe turn around and, you know, get him and uh, Greg that tag team title. But Yeah, cool. and, and Kazayo, you know, like he says, uh, we'll see how this plays out because, you know, with this Midwest title vacant now, you know, he seems like he's a little bit almost running off the tracks, so to speak. <laughs> you know, and I'll have the opportunity in that battle royal on the uh, Good luck 19th. to you, sir. Yeah. yeah. And a <laughs> hey. big match that's being talked about quite a bit uh, and it's a rematch from Summer Explosion. Uh, Terry Allen with Erica uh, taking on Koa Laxamana. Now, again, you know, at Summer Explosion, they had it, it had a match, and uh, Koa ended up on the short end of the stick. Terry Allen, with the experience that he has and uh, the ring knowledge that he has, was able to. Uh, pull out the upset in a way to where it was kind of, I don't know, pickpocket-ish, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. <laughs> you oh, know? Yeah. So, something else. And uh, definitely, fans, uh, we've got that. We've got the Lakemore Fest where we'll see Axel Abreu as he takes on Kazile on August 11th, August 19th, our debut in Winter Harbor. Uh, headlining that card, uh, Yanni GQ taking on former Ring of Honor uh, superstar Silas Young. And that's just uh, the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, and then <laughs> you know? uh, next week we will have uh, hopefully Cola Luxembourg on, on the our show. show. We're going to do um, possibly a uh, via uh, you know, satellite or satellite something like that. We're trying to figure so, this one out. Um, uh, GM? Yeah, have them, have them send emails. There you yeah. go. Oh, well. We got it. And then, uh, yeah, so give us a, a plug on yourself. Uh, where can we find you next? Social media and all that stuff. Uh, so growing up, I wasn't a big uh, 
tech guy. I mean, I was I was a big uh, PC gamer when I was younger, but like I was never big. And then like growing up, I've gotten more out of social media, but I do have uh, Facebook. If you if you look up Axel Libero, uh, Facebook.com slash Axel Uh you know, I do occasionally post up on there. Um, but if you if you want to uh, keep up on me, you know, uh, follow pal. Follow pal. I am where pal is. <laughs> All right. And then um, next Friday, we have uh, Night to Remember. W-A-W North America. This is definitely going to be a show to remember. You got Tom Latimer on there. You got Camille on there. You've got a special appearance by Baby Doll. You have uh, former pal... Uh, roster bow on the card you have uh bmi on the card you have there's a lot of things going yeah. on on this show here uh you definitely don't want to miss it it's in tinley park at the convention center then we're running up to rockford one more time yeah, <laughs> yeah one more the, time the long way up to uh, rockford so which it seems longer and longer every yeah time definitely there. a busy uh, wrestling weekend coming up and then a special thank you to our sponsor is Powell's uh, favorite attorney at law, Christopher Hoff. Hoff, 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 Hoff. <laughs> and uh, Lamp, Lamplighter in Tavern and Grill in Palatine. Uh, karaoke Thursday nights at 9 o'clock with a pizza special. All right. Awesome. Thanks for listening, everyone. Please uh, tell your friends and enemies about the podcast. Follow us, share us, like us. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram. And all that, and uh, we're here to, uh, you know, spread the word of Powell Entertainment and independent wrestling the best that we can. And until next time, fans, uh, we will definitely talk to you next time. <laughs> <laughs>